In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My husband's been on this kick of buying pinball machines to refurbish off the internet. <coughs> Craigslist. So I had to get in on the act, so I, I wanted a windsurfer. Uh, my old one uh, got lost at sea. It's a long story. But, and, and I found a windsurfer. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it's like a big, long surfboard that you attach a sail to, and you stand on it, and you can go sailing by yourself out on Lake Ontario. So this windsurfer happened to be in Syracuse. And one Sunday after church, we took our 23-year-old truck and drove to Syracuse to pick up the windsurfer. Everything's going fine. We, we angled it in. We put the little red flag on the back. We got the mast, the sail, the, the whole surfboard in the, tr in the truck. And we're riding back to Rochester around Geneva. Big noise, boom. My husband gets it off the road, dead as a doornail. Of course, you know, he's lifting up the hood and doing with the key and all the things. Really can't believe he cannot fix this truck. Well, it's 23 years old, has 200,000 miles, you know, come on. I'm like, oh, thank God it's dead. But I'm tired of that rust, rusty thing sitting in my driveway. This is going to be on the internet, isn't it? Not a good thing. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he'll watch it, I don't know. So, so what, when you break down on the throughway, which I've done before in my sales career, you call 911 and they send the appropriate throughway tow truck to get you. So that's what they did. It's you know, now five o'clock on a Sunday evening and they tow us to this garage in Geneva. So now we're at the garage in Geneva at five o'clock on Sunday and we're kind of saying, okay, um, how do we get back to Rochester? Can we rent a car? So we call rental car companies. Yeah, they're telling us Rochester Airport. It's like, no, don't, can't do that. So we're trying, plus we got the windsurfer now. Well, the only thing we could think to do was to call our neighbors who have a truck, but that meant that they would have to stop whatever they're doing, drive to Geneva, pick us up, and drive back to Rochester. Neither one of us wanted to make the phone call. Now, love my neighbors. They are radically hospitable. You cannot step on their land without them offering you uh, food or drink or whatever. Incredible people. We're really great friends, but neither one of us wanted to call them and ask them for that. Well, we did, and they came willingly and picked us up and got, got us home with the windsurfer. But what that made me realize is that we go through life feeling pretty independent. And if you have resources, by that which I mean money, you can pretty much solve any problem you get yourself into. But occasionally something happens that money can't even solve. I mean, there's no cab company there that I could have called to drive us, plus we had the windsurfer. Have I mentioned the windsurfer? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was a real moment of understanding that we are interdependent that we are connected to everybody, that everything is interdependent, that we need each other like we need the creation, like we need all that God has given us. But we live in the illusion that we're independent. I got dragged to see Avatar over the holidays. 
you know, three, the, the 3D and the IMAX made it okay, I'll go. You know, I wasn't at all into this movie. But it was an incredible experience. I think it was the 3D and the, and the IMAX. But what struck me is that it's about another planet where people truly feel connected. I mean, the people on this planet connect themselves into the dragons that they fly. I mean, they literally connect themselves. There's this big tree there that symbolizes their, their, the divine, and they connect to the tree. They are connected to each other. They're connected to the creation. They're connected to the animals. It's a real metaphor for, for this connection that I'm talking about. And of course, it's the humans who come and destroy these connections because they're after the resources that the planet has. And once they begin to destroy one piece, it begins to affect everyone around them because of this interconnectedness. Jesus is talking about that interconnectedness today in the gospel. It's a high priestly prayer. And what is so moving is that Jesus prays for us, those of us sitting here right now, right this second today. In the first line of the gospel, Jesus says, I ask not only on behalf of these, his disciples, but on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word. That's us. We believe through the word that we hear, through the scripture that we have heard. We have been transformed by that, or we wouldn't be sitting here on this gorgeous day. We're here because we believe. And that prayer that Jesus prayed long ago was for us. Somehow, through the grace of God, we believe. And that belief creates an interconnectedness with all of those who somehow, through the grace of God, believe. And we are connected through a profound way of worship that we call the Eucharist, where we come up and we take in the real presence of Christ. And between the word and the sacrament, we are transformed. And becoming transformed that way allows us to feel that interconnection that is absolutely essential so that we can manifest the love of God in the world, the reconciling love of God. On Wednesday, we bless Zion House. Now, Zion House is a house that is for women veterans that are transitioning back into the community who have been wounded, wounded emotionally, psychologically, maybe physically, women who have had no other place to go. And the advent of Zion House is an amazing story of a veteran who was homeless after she served for eight years. And women are now in combat. Women carry weapons. Women experience all the horrifying things that men have endured for years. So this woman was out west with a single mother with two children found herself homeless and wandered into a shelter at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, and was cared for there. And she said that feeling of being homeless was horrifying because it, 
that brought shame upon her. It, it's, there's a stigma attached to it. And for a long time after she came back home to upstate New York, she didn't talk about that because of the shame and the stigma of being homeless. But one day she wandered in and talked to Mark Stiegler, the priest at Avon, and told him her story. And they had an empty rectory. Mark was a veteran. So they decided to do something about it. And they went and they applied for a grant and they got turned down. And the next year they went and applied for a grant and they got turned down. Well, Mark is a stubborn guy. So he finally gets the grant, $100,000 from the federal government and they raised another 25 and they redid this, this rectory to six bedrooms. One is handicap accessible. And on Wednesday night, this woman vet got up and said that the shame and the suffering that she endured as a homeless veteran was eradicated because of the blessing of this house. That, like Paul, who was in prison, somehow through the power of prayer and the power of the transformation of God's reconciling love, there was this earthquake and things got unbound and this house came together through an interconnectedness between the American Legion, between the VA hospital, between the federal government, between the Episcopal Church and the people of the community of Avon. And they were all there to celebrate because they, and all of them were there to experiencing what it's like to have the reconciling love of God made manifest to these women who will live in this house so that they can be healed and become active participants in the community again. The priestly prayer that Jesus prays is that he prays that we can believe and that that belief will lead us to an interconnectedness, a oneness, a unity, so that we can manifest the love of God. So that we can be burst out of the prison of things that bind us. Today we have Margie with us from Step by Step, which is a ministry that reaches out to women who have been incarcerated. It's been an incredible ministry in that it allows these women to tell their stories when they haven't been able to tell their stories in the past, because there has not been a safe place for them to tell their stories. And their stories are stories of pain and suffering. But through the telling of their stories, through the methods and the workshops that Step by Step uses, they become healed. They can then feel the reconciling love of God that comes when partners unite to manifest that to them so that they too can become active participants in the community. How blessed we are that the prayer of Jesus that long time ago as he's getting ready to leave us is still working and transforming and creating a space in us that allows us to realize we're connected, that occasionally we need help. But in us getting help, we then in turn, like the veteran, can reach out 
and help others.